Hello everyone, welcome back to the Mike Armstrong podcast show and uh, this afternoon or uh, morning stateside uh, we're joined by Dave Feldman who is uh, uh, an entrepreneur from uh, Washington and uh, he's uh, a co-founder of uh, Virtuals Matter, or Matters um, which is uh, a business he and his wife uh, run and uh, we'll have a little chat about uh, business, entrepreneurship, networking, virtues and all sorts of other things. How are you doing today, Dave? You okay? I'm good, Mike. Yeah, thanks. Uh, nice to, to be here. It's about Washington, D.C. There, there are two different Washingtons. Uh, we're, we're on the East Coast. Okay, nice yes. to chat with you. Yeah, well, it's brilliant. And, uh, and me and Dave have, uh, have met a while ago now, a few few months ago, I'd say, on a, a networking event which uh, he's involved uh, with, um, with Gerald Hammond which is, uh, I think it's called networkonzoom.com, speed networking. Uh, so check that out to anyone who's interested in going online networking. Mm -hmm. um, people from the US and all around the world on that event. And I've been loads of times and it's a great event. So, uh, so yeah, how did you get involved in that, Dave? So that's interesting. So I've known Gerald for years and, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit, um, the work that I do is, is I'll, we'll share more later, but it's called Virtues Matter. And it's essentially about helping uh, establish good relationships, you know, both with yourself and with others. And Gerald and I got to speaking. It's like, you know, we both saw a need for people to connect with each other when all of a sudden there was social distancing, people were getting lonely, people were really struggling to, you know, to, because they weren't, you know, both in business and in personal lives able to get out and about. So Gerald had me come on as one of the, the kind of co-hosts and, when we break into breakout rooms each week, we choose a different virtue, which are universal positive qualities of character to kind of frame the conversation. So, um, so, so yeah, so we've really been about just connecting people, whether it's for business or for just their own personal well-being. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, I'm an award-winning networker. So I won Network of the Year in 2018 at IntroBiz, which is, uh, well, I always used to say was Wales's biggest business network. And they also did Wales's biggest business shows, uh, but they've actually pivoted to being an online global network now um, during the pandemic. And they've turned their expos for the time being into uh, global summits, of which, of which we just had one at the end of November. So, uh, so I'm an award-winning networker. I was a member of Intrabiz for eight years, and then I joined the team in September this year. Uh, and so I professionally network now, as well as uh, network for fun. And, uh, and obviously, um, we're always growing a global community, which is why I'm always going on to um, global networking events. And I found the Speed Networking one, you know, a few months ago, and, and I've loved it, and it's been great. And I uh, highly recommend other people to go on it, as I do regularly. And uh, I'm always on there trying to get people to come to our networking event at Intrabiz, which is a bit of a struggle, because ours is 9 till 11 in the morning on a Friday, which is not a really good time for the US. So... Yeah. It's only really good for non-Americans, uh, you know, for, for sort of Europe and uh, uh, the East uh, for now. But we're going to be doing Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday afternoons or evenings next year at some point. And then all my American friends can come along to some of our networking events. But uh, go to Zoom. Uh, was in a network on Zoom.com and check out the event. And we'll, um, we'll leave that there on the event. But it's, it's an awesome event. Uh, and I love the virtues bit of it as well. But that really gives the network event a bit of um, difference, a bit of originality, etc. Tell us a little bit about um, you know, the virtues, virtues matter, and all of that side of your business, Dave. 
Yeah, so what we do is with virtues, we, um, um, there, it's, well, there's a number of different things. So the Virtues Project, our work is based on what's called the Virtues Project. And it's an organization that's been around for about 32 years, started in 1988. And essentially there were three founders that were killing themselves and others. They were, they were just harming themselves. They weren't living really full lives. And, and part of it was because there was a lack of meaning and purpose in their lives. So the three founders came out and said, what can we do to, to, to kind of help address that? And they did some research and they came up with these principles of called virtues that help people bring their best. And it's really about establishing the practice of things like com compassion, commitment, kindness, uh, reliability. You know, these are words that we hear, love, justice, um, you know, come in us, but sometimes they need to be cultivated in different ways. So the founders could put together these five strategies that people can practice them. And my wife and I have kind of taken that over. She's been doing it for about 15 years. I joined her in the beginning of 2019. Uh, we developed a mobile app called the Virtues Cards, and we do a random pick. So one of the things I would do is you, I can pull up the Virtues Card, you shake your phone, and boom, you get a virtue. And I just did that, and I got the virtue of strength, for example. And often in networking events, we'll read a card, and I can do that if you want. Right now, we can read a card, and for example, then we'll share what strength means to us uh, in our lives, and, and it really elicits a, a good conversation. So. Um, you know, some of the work that we do is, you know, you know, there's a, there's a converse, there's a comment that Mike that uh, you and I have said, said a few times. It's before you jump into these Zoom meetings, you connect with people before you jump into content. Connection before content. So it's a real way to help people connect and just kind of slow down and kind of pace yourselves, and then you get to work in a, in a different capacity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I, I'm big into uh, sort of uh, mission, vision and values and values and virtues, you know, are, are very intertwined, if you like. And, um, you know, I think, um, you know, I've had the, the joy of uh, getting involved in some of these virtue conversations and reading some of the cards. The cards are always good and people always like me reading them because I've got a Welsh accent. And uh, <laughs> yep. it's a little bit different than the, uh, the, the the normal American accent. So just like, uh, you know, people always love uh, listening to the things they're not so used to, you know. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'd be happy to read uh, and, and do a virtue with you and, 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 and talk about what that means to us because that would be... Um, it would be a, a unique episode for my podcast and my YouTube channel. I, will, I always love mixing things up a bit because I think uh, creativity is one of the virtues and the values that I value most. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always up for, for, for a bit of anything different. Yeah. So what I did uh, is I had shaken my phone and I pulled up the strength card. So I just dropped a PDF of that in the chat. So if you want, I'll read the front of the card and you read the back of the card. How's that? That sounds good. And then we'll have a, a, a quick chat about strength. So strength. Strength is the inner whatever comes. It is our capacity to endure in the midst of tests. We grow in strength as if we tackle life's challenges with courage and determination. We deepen in strength when we choose gentleness and practice patience. We stay strong when we recognize that suffering is a thread woven through the design of our lives, not to make us unhappy, but to transform us with grace. And then I would, on the phone, you can double tap it and it flips the card over. And then, can you see the card there, Mike? Yes, I, uh, I managed to save it to my desktop and open it up just in time. So, uh, so character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. 
Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, vision cleared, ambition inspired, and success achieved by Helen Keller. The practice of strength. I have the power to endure my tests. I willingly face the challenges of my life. I have the courage to preserve. I cultivate gentleness and patience. I understand the purpose of suffering. I trust the value of transformation. I am thankful for the gift of strength. It empowers my soul. Mm. So Mike, how, so, so how does strength resonate with you at this moment in time in your life? What's, what's that mean to you? Well, things happen in a weird way, yeah, but my name's Armstrong. <laughs> and uh, that name, uh, uh, by, by mythology, uh, by a book I bought and purchased on the history of my name, that name was given to somebody in battle who saved the king by reaching down off a horse and lifting him up with his arm. That's apparently how I got my surname, yeah? Strength to me means sort of almost everything, you know? I've got strong in my name and I'm strong of uh, stature and mentality. And uh, I've actually got a, a mastermind group, which I, I, I run on a Sunday and a Wednesday, which is called Strong Communicators. And it is both full of people who are good at communicating, who are also strong people who can communicate. So strength, how you pick that one randomly, I don't know. But it's a, it's a virtue, it's a word, it's a, it's a, it's a mission, it's, it's, it's everything to me, really. So uh, very random, but uh, a very good virtue to choose. Which is, which is fantastic. So, so, so first of all, I want to honor you for your strength, your strength of character, your strength of purpose. You know, since I've met you, you've always been a real active voice in that networking group and you bring a lot of positivity to it as well. So I, 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 I see that. And that is hysterical that that was the card that came up. I didn't even make that connection when you said Armstrong until you said that. Um, we, we often say, and this is not real, but it's, you know, when you do your first shake and I've done many of them. So I would say that shake was for you. Um, the first card that you pick is often a strength virtue of yours. So in virtues, which means who you are. And it's not a judgment. So we would never say it's a, it's, oh, I don't have strength. You would say it's a growth virtue. So it's something that you might be working on. So it's either a strength or a growth opportunity for you. So um, beautiful. And for me, strength, I like this. The first line is very powerful. But strength is the inner power to withstand whatever comes. Man, this has one, been one year for everybody that we've all had to really practice and develop our strength. You know, it's been something um, that we've been tested. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of people, you know, it, it, what's the old expression? It's like, we're all in this together. Yeah, but we're all on the same ocean, but we have different boats. You know, I mean, everyone's going through a different experience right now and trying to sort out whether it's your job, your family members going through a crisis or any number of things. And, you know, in, in some ways, being the, the positive optimist, I'm saying, you know what, this is an opportunity that we've really had to cultivate our strength, that once we hopefully get through this year, that we'll be stronger as individuals, we'll have a different set of values and virtues in us. And, um, you know, these are the things that we need sometimes to be candy. Yeah, well, I have um, I have three quotes which I, I, I use quite regular, which demonstrates my uh, uh, synergy with strength, if you like. And one of them is when the going gets tough, the tough get going, as the song as the song goes. And that's something that that, that I is a mantra of mine because it's something that only when the going gets tough do I really get going. And I've really got 
going through in this pandemic because I like I'm a warrior. I like a battle. And, and yeah. when, it's not, when it's not, you know, um, shine on the battlefield, I'm, I'm a bit more lost. I don't know. It's not my, my, my place to step up, if you like, you know. So, so, so that's one thing. Another one, which I, I, I say quite a lot, uh, which I really is a mantra of mine as well. And that's um, winners never quit. Quitters never win. Um, and, and another one which I love, uh, which is a quote from, from Rocky, that uh, famous philosopher, and, uh, and that is life's not about how hard you can hit, but how, how hard you can get it and keep Dang moving it. forward. Yeah. yeah? And, and what, uh, this pandemic has, has, has been this year, it's not about what, what you can do, but it's about what you can sustain and still keep moving forward. And I've been through a lot in my life. I'm full of strength of character and strength of tenacity and all those sort of things and i don't care what life has to throw at me i'm always going to keep moving forward and i'm never going to stop because that's just the way i'm built yeah you know one of the uh, when you and i were talking earlier you know i worked at the british embassy here in washington dc for a little while and one of my favorite quotes um comes from a man who's standing he is a fascinating statue in in the british embassy there's a statue of winston churchill and he's got one foot forward and one foot backward well when you're in an embassy that's sovereign soil. That means this in, in UK. So he's got one foot standing in the UK and one foot in the United States. And one of his quotes, which I use all the time, is never, 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 never. I think it's five nevers. Give up. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, a little bit that like it's perseverance, but it's also strength. It's like you know you have to have the strength of resolve to to push through whatever you're going through. So anyway, thank you for indulging me on a virtues pick, and I'm glad it resonated with you and. Uh, you are you are Mike Armstrong. <laughs> yes, definitely, and, um, and 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 the thing is, with with an Armstrong, with a strong arm, with a reaching down and picking someone else up, you know, that is what I do. That is what my life mission is: is to is to help others to pick them up when they're down. So you know, it it, it so resonates with me. It's uh, and actually reading a buying a book actually. It's the first time I ever thought of that. I bought a book about the name of my name, and it was about. Um, somebody on a, a horse picking up the king and saving him in battle and, uh, and I never really realized that that is what I'm doing right now in life is I'm, I'm trying my best to pick as many people up when they're down on the battlefield and to help them yeah. as new you know on the battle I think that's interesting Mike I think it's one of the big takeaways that a lot of people are going through at this moment in time is that you know what we all need to help each other a bit, you know, and that's a little bit of the work that we do through Virtues Matter is it's really about helping people be their best. And part of that is being of service to others, is helping others, you know, when they're down. And, you know, even, you know, we get on those networking calls and, you know, yourself and others alike, it's like, you know, how can I help you? How can I help you? I mean, it, it comes from a place of generosity, of service. And, uh, you know, Armstrong is a perfect metaphor for that, where, you know, th this pandemic has kind of forced us to look at some people need a lot of help right now, whether it's the government helping you, a business helping you, or just you as an individual, as a friend or family member, you know, it's a chance to, to really kind of support others in this challenging time. And hopefully that's kind of a, a positive behavior and a mindset that will carry forward even after this, this time. Yeah, because like you said, uh, virtues was about building relationships and, you know, relationships are needed more, you know, the, the strength of relationships and, and the offering of a relationship to someone who, who doesn't have uh, many in their life. 
is is the key thing that people can do at this moment in time. People are like, well, how can I help people? You know, I'm going through it myself, except uh, just picking up the phone or just knocking the door and asking if somebody opened a letter through the door, asking if anyone needs any help or, you know, do, do you want a conversation or, you know, do you need anything at the shops? You know, those sort of things, which are very simple, easy things to do, where they can be random acts of kindness and they can help everybody get through the, these tough times of isolation. Yep, very well said. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, so what's the, uh, the 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 sort of total product and service range at uh, Virtuals Matter? Because you, you mentioned the app, you mentioned I think briefly, uh, you know, you do some yeah. courses as well. So, tell us through through everything that you do. Yeah, so we we do a number of things, um, you know. And it, it depends on the client. So, like you know, often the the Virtues Card app is a it's a free download, and then you can buy a full deck of cards for ninety nine cents or dollar ninety nine US dollars from within. So that's kind of the starting of a journey. We have a a, a a thing we say it's the plan, and the plan is an acronym for pick pick daily. So you just do a daily Virtues pick, and just watch it how it makes you think about things differently. You know, it just kind of gives you a a way to frame your day. Look for the positive in yourself and others acknowledge people often for the good that you see in them and a teachable moment so there, there's a little bit of teaching that goes with each of those but it's really about helping you kind of interact with others and be relationships and i wanted to focus on for a moment is look for the positive yourself and others you know there's all sorts of statistics now in business and even in your families that i will say something mean to someone 10 times more likely then i will say something nice to somebody in the family and in the workplace it's 14 times as much so we often don't compliment people for the good that they see in others so there are we, we actually talk people how to use virtues language so you may have noticed earlier that i acknowledge you for your strength and your purposefulness and your kindness and and such as that so there are strategies on how to help people integrate that into that into the culture so we do workshops, uh, we take five, five strategies of the Virtues Project and we teach people about that. The first one is speaking the language. So you can thank, you can acknowledge and appreciate, you can guide and correct people in ways that's not like negative. It's like, Mike, shut up, man, I don't like what you're saying. That's, that's not effective. There's other ways of, of talking to people that makes them feel honored and heard. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, do, like, I, like I understand your enthusiasm, but we need to move on to another point, you know? Right? And, uh, you know, that sort of thing, like, you know, rather than uh, just shutting someone down, etc. But I think it's, um, it's, uh, it's brought on by a culture of negativity and people, so the people will say bad things more often, you bad things more often, because the news and the media and all these sort of places are constantly full of negativity. And I've heard, uh, I don't know if it's right or not, but I think it's, it's, you, will, you will remember um, one negative thing in an equal uh, equation to 13 positive things. So you have to hear 13 positive things to get yeah. the same memory of that positive thing. But if somebody says one negative thing, like, you know, so whereas like there's say 95% bad news and 5% good news, you know, if that's in the newspapers and on the news and that sort of thing, you really need it to be 13 times more good news than the 1% bad news yeah, or the 5% bad news, but you to actually remember the day as being positive rather than negative because yeah. we hold on to negative thoughts 
more. So I think what you're doing and sort of what I do in my podcast then, you know, getting people to think about the positive language that they use and the, the positive values that they appreciate and the, and the positive virtues. It's all about, you know, trying to, I'm on a mission myself, trying to be the, the, the anti-balance, if you like. I'm a Libra, trying to be the, the positive side of the world where there's so much negativity being shared and being um, aired and viewed and you know, printed all the time. Yep, yep. And I was just acknowledging you before, is like, you even said it before, you kind of got it right when you said, you know, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but we need to move on right now. That was an example where you acknowledge somebody for something positive and then you guide them. And there's other ways that you give evidence or, and, and there's different strategies, but you were going down that path where you acknowledge somebody for a positive and then guide them and say, but we need to be, you know, orderly or we need to be something and move on with our podcast and things like that. So these are just simple strategies that, you know, one example of how you can actually use language to, you know, better create positive relationships in the workplace and the home. Yeah, it's the same as like if you choose, you know, if you see an obstacle, yeah, a lot of people will see them as failures, but if you see it as an obstacle or a challenge, so if you use the language of, okay, this is an interesting challenge, how do I overcome it? And that gives you the ability to be creative and find ways around a problem. Because if you look at something and go, okay, this is this is like a disaster, yeah, and you can't see anything through the disaster, it's just a disaster. You you framed it in the wrong way, you you, you viewed it the wrong way, and it's gonna mean that you, you've hit a dead end and a barrier to the disaster rather than seeing it as a, a way to be creative of, of overcoming the the challenge, like you know. And that this pandemic was a massive challenge to human race to the human race that we have actually overcome we've met that challenge we've we faced it head on and um, we, we've come up with a lot of the answers yes we've lost some people along the way but you know that's what's going to happen when you've got to kill a virus you know is you can't get through life unscathed you know but you know we have as a human race managed to work together collaborate you know to get ppe to get ventilators to get um uh, a vaccine now, you know, and at some point this challenge will be over, just like any challenge that anyone ever gets in life, it can always be overcome. You just got to find a way to overcome the challenge. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, well said. Good discernment. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, good observation too. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I think um, that, that's the thing that I like to, to spread is that, 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 that positive uh, message that um, no, no matter what, um, what what life throws at you, if you're resilient and if you're willing to take on the challenge, there will always be a way around it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's I, I'm glad you used that word, uh, resilience, right now. And uh, it, it's a big theme in a lot that we're doing right now, whether it's looking at how our communities become more resilient or how we as individuals become more resilient. You know, they're, they're, this has been a wake-up call to start to say, you know, at, when there's a challenge, we need to look at the whole systems and all the things around us. Uh, you know, yeah, we might be able to eat well, we might be physically fit, but if we don't have the right kind of jobs and communities and start looking out for each other to make sure that we have resilience built in, that's really key. And at the end of the day, you know, no matter what happens, it starts with you or you or me or whatnot. It starts with ourselves. So how do we create that resilience within our own selves so that we're psychologically, physically, spiritually fit to be able to, to, to address whatever comes our way. And, um, you know, there are practices, uh, you know, that, that allow you to do that. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whether you believe in positive affirmations 
or certain things that you read, you know, you think about the food that you put in your body, what you put in you is who you become. So there, there's ways to really build up that resilience in yourself. It's kind of like an antibody of sorts to, to, to create, you know, uh, go back to the word strength, go back to, to be strong, to be able to handle whatever comes your way. Yeah. So uh, we actually renamed one of our cards, the resilience cards, because they're short little hits of inspiration. You know, sometimes it's like a dopamine. I mean, you just need a little hit of dopamine to kind of get that flowing in your brain so that you can actually look at the world more positively. Yeah, and I think uh, I think how we can build uh, resilience is we got to stop mollycoddling our kids and toughen them up a bit because um, resilience comes through um, the exercising of, of, of the muscles, if you like. And if you protect people from being able to exercise their their, their strength muscles, then then you know they they, they won't build up the, uh, the the strength to to be resilient. So you know I think that's why. Uh, the, hu the human race, say for example, after the war, was pretty resilient. You know, the war generation were a resilient bunch because they were exercised and, and trained in the art of resilience. And yeah. then they brought that onto their next generation, and, and so that generation was pretty resilient too. But it, every generation, it loses a little bit of the resilience as, as, as you're not tested and exercised. It's just passed on. And, and then this pandemic has come along now, like, you know, 80 odd years after the war generations, et cetera, probably at a time when the next generations were getting way too soft and, 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 and less exercised in the art of building up strength and resilience to uh, knockbacks and setbacks and, and all sorts of situations. And, and so hopefully this will be a bit of a reset as well to, to put the yeah. resilience back into one of those next generations because you know, thankfully there's not a war uh, which has built up that resilience in humankind, but it's a, a man versus virus battle, which is building the resilience up in this generation. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I, I don't you often use the word mollycoggling, so but that's yes, we have definitely uh, um, become softer in some ways, and I think there's an opportunity to become aware of, you know, where we can get stronger in different other ways as well. So you know, it's things work in cycles it's kind of interesting but this is this is definitely a wake-up call to look at the world very differently right now and change our perspectives yeah yeah definitely and i think it does start with the younger generation because you know if they be if, if they grow up resilient then they'll be become resilient adults but you know they you start know, off being sort of you know spoiled and you know allowed to get away with things and all the rest of it and they they take that into the world and then you know they're not fully prepared for, for, for what they find you know yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, we did, uh, I got a chance to write a blog series um, and I got a chance to do it with the original founder of the Virtues Project. And she's almost 80 right now, upper 70s, and uh, was quite an honor for me. At the name of it was A Whole New World, Seven Virtues for the Great Reset. And one of those was resilience and looking at how we need to look at resilience again within ourselves and within others. But we also looked at gratitude, you know, the art of appreciation. You know, to look at what we do have, sometimes we focus on what we don't have. Um, one of them was about unity, which was about how we bring people together. Um, one was compassion, you know, to kind of create a world that's a little bit more compassionate towards others. Um, discernment was our first one, which is getting you, what do we need, what questions do we need to ask? What do we need to hear from others? And things like that. So these are really good frames for, for thinking. And, um, you know, one of the decks has 100 virtues, but these seven were really kind of foundational to what you just call like the reset because we are at a little bit of a reset 
if we choose to make it that way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I think, um, you know, the virtues and these sort of things, they're not, um, they used to be passed down by, uh, I, I would say, the, the, the war generation, you know, that gritty, you know, generation of, of battlers and of people who were able to get by on limited resource and, you know, on, on um, you know, I mean, to just do whatever they needed to do to get involved and to help, like, you know, and they, 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 they weren't precious, you know what I mean? They were willing to roll up the sleeves and get stuck in. And, uh, and I think those sort of virtues were, they, they were, they were put into me by my grandparents, you know, yeah. they, they were in the RAF and they met, um, they met in the war and, and all that sort of thing. And those virtues were, were passed on to me, but I think they need to be taught, uh, taught in school. You know, I think because every generation, the parents have less of the, the, those sort of values and virtues in them, and so less gets passed on, so it gets diluted generation after generation after generation. So if somebody was actually you know, implemented it in the school system... I take a little bit of issue with that, I think. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there was a, a grittier, a grittiness back when your you know, parents, grandparents in the RAF and other things as well. And I'm not necessarily sure we've lost our virtues. Uh, although sometimes you would wonder when you look at, you know, our politicians who aren't always honest and, and, and have integrity and things. As yeah, such. That's the sort of thing that I mean. Yeah, you know, like our politics before they used to be, um, they used to be uh, wanting to fight a cause for a reason. But now they, they want to sort of, you know, get their noses in the trough and take as much money and, you know, you know they're on the take and they're not yeah. really in it for the right reasons. And I think society... In, in general has broken down a bit more that way. I think there's, you know, that war generation wasn't perfect. And you know, I think they weren't very emotional and very loving and stuff and that's changed now. And there are pluses and minuses, but I think in general, you know, the, a lot of the core values that make, you know, people get on and, and, and give people resilience and that sort of, you know, strength of mind and character and, and that sort of thing. Some of that's lost, you know, when, when for example, we stopped you know, coppers being able to put kids around the year and you know, respect to, to the elders and sort of senior figures and authority that all got diminished. And then, and then it's like, well, you're not allowed to have competition. Everyone's a winner in school. And, you know, there's just lots of things that, that have happened, maybe, that, that have given, made people softer. You know, you know, even things like like not playing out in the streets anymore, but playing but playing indoors on a computer, all sorts of things like that. Like, have meant that generations have got, you know, in my view, softer over the years. Like, you know. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. What I what I like to say, and we say that, you know, there there are many different virtues. I mean, virtues are actually universal positive qualities of character. They're across all religions, all sacred texts, even Aristotle and Socrates. They were defining a lot of those. And sometimes you can actually look at people who focus on some virtues like strength or um, you know steadfastness or endurance, but they forget some of the other ones. So you know it, it, it's it's interesting. Sometimes having too much of one and not enough of another means that you're not balanced. So I wouldn't say we're necessarily getting away from virtues, but we're we're definitely uh, focusing on some more than others. And there's a, there's been a shift. So you know the, the key is really having a balance. You know too much. Too much strength without enough kindness means that you're, you know, you're yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. ideal. You're doing one thing and not another. Caveman. Too much you're kindness without like some strength. Yeah, you're being like yeah. a caveman, isn't you, really? If yeah, you perseverance without patience isn't good either. You know, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you're driven, but you're not patient with others, you know, there's a downside either. So it is finding the right balance of these different things. And yeah, and sometimes there's a lot of societal pressures to push you in one direction. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, so what I was saying was, uh, I think it'd be good if you put your, you know, programs into schools to, to teach the kids, you know, the, the value of virtues and, uh, and, and to educate them, because I just think that there may be, uh, as well, the family unit is broken down a little bit more as well. So I think uh, young kids don't get, the, some, some do, some don't, but they don't always get, you know, the values passed down to them by their grandparents or great grandparents because people move away from their families and that sort of thing. And, and I think, um, you know, maybe, maybe you know, a, a programme or a system in schools educating people yeah. on the value of virtues would be good. We actually do a lot in schools. My, my wife, that's where she started. Um, our, our main business um, uh, that she started 15, year, 15 years ago, I guess, is called The Heart of Education. And she, was a, she won the Disney Teacher of the Year back in 2005. So she does a lot of her training in schools right now. Um, we're actually working with one big one, which is really interesting. We were up early this morning in India called City Montessori. 57,000 students in one school. Cool, and that's a big school. So we're working with the teachers because they're, they're looking at that because the teachers and the principals, obviously, excuse me, have influence on their, uh, their communities and the students. So I think it's to, the students in a lot of ways have the answers. It's the grown-ups sometimes I, I start to worry about. So <laughs> yeah, I think well, we've all lost our way a little bit. Yeah, well, I think um, I think there's some people who were brought up with certain beliefs, and then once they get to adults, they're set in stone, and they're not going to change them, you know. And I think uh, that's what happens when people are either far left yeah. or far right, you know, is that they've been brought up that way, they're entrenched, and they're not willing to look at the other side or other people's point of views. Whereas people who are willing to listen to others as well as pass on their own feelings, they move they move more towards the middle because they're more w willing to see other people's points of views and other. Yeah. People's perspectives, like you know. Yep, yep. And Mike, if I could just plug, we're doing a program right now, which we're working in partnership with the schools. Uh, we call it Share the Love, and love is an acronym for Language of Virtues Everywhere. And it's as simple as acknowledging somebody for something positive that you see in them. And you know, you can do that on email and uh, text, you know, the cards, you can actually share it. So it's really about trying to lift up and make other people positive. So sometimes it's that easy to, to say, you know what, Mike, I see your determination and uh, how you are, you know, building up a podcast. Or I see your passion in how you smile every time you talk about the work that you do or your enthusiasm and, and so on and so forth. You know, so it's really about just acknowledging your kids, your parents, your, your coworkers and whatnot for good that you see in them. And it's not a bad thing. We can use a little bit more of that love right now in the world, so. Yeah, well, I, I encourage people to do random acts of kindness. Just a and thought, I, if anyone, we have a whole share the love program. Yeah, do you want to share the link for that? Um, or to tell everyone where I'll be yeah, so, yeah, so the, the website is virtuesmatter.com. It's kind of like a sentence, virtues matter. And uh, if you want to get to the share the love, it's virtuesmatter.com slash love. Is part of the, is the website. So uh, you know, and we work. And if you're a teacher at a school and like, wow, I want to do this in my school, or if you're a, a business, that's the kind of thing that we do. Is we help these organizations kind of create more positive spaces, organizations, communities, and things as such. So yeah, well, I, I encourage people to do random acts of kindness. Um, yeah. In fact, I've got a formula which is a happiness formula, which I'll tell you a little bit about in a minute. And it's about random acts of kindness every day is part of that formula. And, uh, and, and I'm big into social media, do a lot of social media marketing. And there's a lot of non-kindness on social media. 
and uh, and I always encourage people to to, to put a positive comment on to uh, to like people's comments, like people's posts, share what you liked about it and stuff because people are spending their time to, to create content and uh, to, to help with inspiration or education and stuff. So it only takes two seconds just to like it or put a positive comment on and that sort of thing. And it helps with social media engagement and all of that sort of thing. So and that's something which. Um, which I always encourage to do. So, uh, you know, along the same sort of lines, the random acts of kindness, uh, part of my smart happiness formula, is something which uh, re um, releases oxytocin in your brain. So it makes you happier. But doing things for other people, kind things for other people, makes you happier. So I love doing kind things for people all the time. Um, but my, the rest of my formula is called the smart happiness formula. And uh, it stands for sleep, meditation, ability to perform random acts of kindness and targets. So uh, I might speak to you at some point off air about uh, how I could turn them into some cards. Uh, because, uh, or, or even cards. Yeah. They, they make, uh, Bring good, it on. make some good cards because um, it's just daily things to do to make you happy and you can delve deeper into, you know, um, into the sleep and the meditation and ability to perform and uh, have cards for different aspects of that. So that might be something, you know, maybe yeah. you know, did you do those yourself or did you go to a company? Um, well, the cards we work, many of the cards we work with, the Virtues Project were originally designed by them, but we are designing new cards and adding new cards on. So we've got six different decks right now. We're adding two more early in the new year. Um, one will be around for entrepreneurs. Uh, and then we're actually doing them in different languages right now as well. So we're working on a Hindi version for in India and a Spanish version as well. And there's others coming. There's a, a leadership group and things like that. So there's a lot of different opportunities. I mean, the, the, the cards, the, the application itself, you can just add new decks up and then you can go pick whichever one you want and download a full deck of whichever card you like. And they're really, really inexpensive. You know, they're just, you know, the goal is to get it in as many hands as, you, as we can. And then yeah. hopefully you know, we'll do other work with them in other capacities. But we want the cards to go viral, and people yeah. love them. You know, it's just well, getting I, I, more people. I'd love the contact for that. You know, I don't know how I can uh, you know design the cards and get them printed. Uh, a friend of mine in the UK has got positivity card. She called uh, Pep. I can't remember what the Pep stands for. It's positivity in people or something like that. I think. But she teaches um, a positivity and positive mindset, etc., to um, to kids in school. And that sort of thing. She's got her own cards as well. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's a good way of yeah. um, of getting you know your message out there in people's hands, you know, tangible rather than just virtual. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You're on yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. So I wouldn't mind a, a contact with someone who I could if, if there's like a what well, it sounds to me like well there's like a like a design package which is linked to a printing system where you just print off the cards and get them sent in the post. Then how it works yeah well we've been working mostly in the virtual world right now just because they're easier to distribute through an app as opposed to the physical cards um, making the physical cards is fine as well um, we what we have found especially internationally a lot of the work we do we do work all over the world but uh, uh, the distribution comes out of the United States so to ship a physical set of cards uh, often is more expensive than the cards themselves yeah. So that's why digi digital, there's no, there's no, you know, shipping costs. It's different, but um, yeah, I mean, we can, you know, help you physically print cards and design them. That's, that's pretty simple. It's just, you know, it's, it's economics at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It depends on this, the, the quantity you need up front and, exactly. and that sort of thing. Like you said, the same as any print job, really. 
Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah. And printing okay. a physical card, you're going to pay 20 to 30 US dollars, you know, 25, 35 pounds. That's, yeah. you know, that's out of people's budget sometimes. Although people do like both the electronic version and the physical version. So everyone has different learning styles that, or, or, you know, usage styles. Yeah, well, I have been looking to put my happiness formula into an ebook, if you like, you know, but uh, I think the cards could be a good way of uh, delivering it, you know? Yeah. You just reach out to me, Dave at virtuesmatter.com. I'm, I'm, your, I'm your man. I'll help you figure it out. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, I may, may well be in touch with that, but um, I'll leave you to it because we've done sort of 50 minutes now or, or most, I think. So, um, so I'd just like to, uh, to say thank you very much for coming on the podcast and uh, sharing all of your uh, knowledge and information uh, with us and uh, look forward to the next time because I'm sure there will be another one at some point. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate being on the podcast and uh, I appreciate all you do to spread positivity and, and help other people as well. It really is important. And uh, you're modeling that and really showing it in, a, in an excellent, you know, a thoughtful way. So uh, keep up the good work and uh, nice to meet you, your listeners. Please feel free to reach out at some point and uh, look forward to connecting with others. Brilliant. Uh, thank you for your kind words. And I look forward to seeing you on the, uh, on the network on zoom.com speed networking event which will be, uh, is, there, is there another one after this Thursday? Is it, is it running right the way through? Yeah, as of now, they're, they're Thursday. Uh, I, I don't know what time it is, wherever your listeners are, but it's Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern time um, every week. And it goes for a, a typical hour and a half. Yeah, my listeners are all around the world, but a big chunk of them UK-wide. And for UK, it's sort of like, I always put seven till nine, but yeah, I think it finishes at eight or half eight, but sometimes it goes on. It all depends exactly. how many people stay on, doesn't it? But, um, right. Yeah, exactly. And so is it breaking for Christmas? Is, it, is this the last Thursday and then the new year, or does it keep going? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, uh, Ger Gerald seems to plan to do it on the holidays since it's a global audience, so... If, uh, if, if Christmas Day falls on a Thursday, you probably won't do it. But any other day, you'll probably just keep on going right throughout the week. So I, I would anticipate just show up and, um, you know, if you, uh, you have the, the, the details in front of you, just post that up there where people can go out and, uh, and join. Um, you know, we have anywhere from 40 to 60 people on each time. It's a great way to meet new people from a professional standpoint, expand your network. Um, and also just be heard and hear others. I mean, you know, if you want to have connections with people, especially around the world, it's yeah, a great it's opportunity. It's definitely great. I, I've had about, uh, I'd probably say between five and 10 people from that network alone on my podcast. So I met some great people from it. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing and uh, it's a great thing that you're doing. So keep up the good work. And I, like I say, I look forward to the next time, uh, you know, we, we, we have a chat uh, um, either at the Speed Networking uh, or, you know, um, via, via LinkedIn and whatever, um, discussing this card setup and, uh, and any other way we, we get to interact with each other. Beautiful. Sounds good. Cheers, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show today. All the best. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday.